Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 564, air date April 12th, 2020. They're here with me. You can see Peter, right? Yeah, yeah. It's Peter, yes, yeah. So, so everyone Hello. on Instagram, Hello, this is Peter. You can see him right here. There's Peter right there. Okay, he's on, yeah. he's coming live. And then we have uh, 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 me here, and then we're gonna have an interview here. So go ahead, Peter. Let me see how okay. this goes. So welcome. Yeah. Uh, guys, I don't. I hope you don't mind. I'm gonna start it in Polish because it's up for Polish television and for Polish viewers. Dzień dobry, witam serdecznie. To jest Piotr Szachtowicz, Telewizja w Realu 24. A po drugiej stronie znany już wam bardzo dobrze, Dr. Shiva Ayodaraj. Hello, sir. Nice to see you again in our show. Good to see you. How are you? How's it going, Peter? Okay, he's just a, you, you're just a little bit disturbed because we have a, like a, a many multiply uh, multiply um, uh, transmissions live in the same time. Right. But anyway, it's nice to have you back in our show. As probably you know, because I just told you before the show, that our first interview went 2.5 million views in like a one week, week and a half, let's say it. And after that was removed from Polish YouTube because it was, I don't know why, they said it, it violated whatever the rules how you can you can comment on that that they just removed it what are they afraid of uh, yes yeah, so it's an interesting question what we're uh, I don't know if people are understanding what's what happened was uh, I think when was it Peter was it a couple of weeks ago that you and I did an yeah. interview uh, let me go here so uh, we did an interview about a couple of weeks ago and it was an interview on the coronavirus and it was with uh, Peter station which is the number one YouTube station in all of Poland and that interview went viral all over uh, Poland and people were very very excited about this as I as I understand Peter people came to you all over Poland and they were trying to figure out uh, who I was etc if I understand that clearly yeah there was the, you know the, 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 there was a few topics because you combine you put it all together the thing is uh, what really uh, you said it coronavirus it doesn't it's not the thing which kill us. It's our immune system and the reaction of the immune system is killing us. And that was a pretty open uh, eye for many Polish people because nobody explained to them how it all works. Yeah, so what I shared with Peter uh, in that interview was that we uh, talked really about the immune system and how the immune system functions. As I've shared with most of you, one of the most important things to understand is if you go to the true science of what's taking place, uh, and if we don't get lost in the fake science of trying to scare everyone uh, with a false uh, concept of how biologically and medically things work, which is a notion that this virus comes and eats away at your tissues, the virus eats away at your lungs, or the virus eats away at your nervous system, that's really not true. The reality is that you have an immune system when it's functioning properly, uh, things function beautifully well, and what happens is when the immune system is dysfunctional and weakened, dirty air, dirty water, dirty food, and not everyone may be uh, uh, affected by this, but one of the things is that I recently talked about, we should talk about to everyone, is social isolation. I would like to spend some time, Peter, talking about that since we last spoke, but the bottom line is there are many exogenous factors, some genetic, which dysfunction people's immune systems. And when the immune system gets dysfunction, what happens is that your body uh, is not firing on all cylinders. If you think about a car that's about, let's say a V6 or a V8, it's firing on all cylinders. If it's not firing on all cylinders, it's only firing on one of them, that one cylinder, which really wants to move your car and try to keep it going, 
overcompensates because one of the goals of the body is a body attempts to really support you by maintaining homeostasis. The body's trying to keep you healthy. But if you've damaged your immune system, let's say by eating too much sugars or not getting proper foods and sunshine and vegetables um, or being socially isolated, which we'll talk about, your immune system lowers itself and because it lowers itself, it overreacts and that overreaction is uh, called a cytokine storm. And that cytokine storm will actually affect and attack your own body. So it's your own body attacking um, uh, your own body. It's called like an autoimmune disorder. And this occurs from immunosuppression. That's what we talked about. And I think people in Poland really uh, enjoyed that, as I understand, Peter. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed it because, uh, like I said, uh, officially on YouTube was 2.5 million views. Uh, in my estimation, after all, you went to even 4 million people on the streets. Uh, people on the streets uh, been asking me about it, asking me about this interview. About, uh, were asking me about you. And so it was really pretty interesting uh, what you just said in this interview. Uh, there is still an English version of it without Polish uh, dubbing, Polish subtitles on our um, uh, YouTube channel. But they removed the Polish version of it. And I just, yeah, who you think uh, is afraid of you, doctor? <laughs> who is afraid of you? Right, so, so like the question Peter, Peter has is, who do you think is afraid of us? Well, look, I think if you look globally what's happened, I just got a call from a... Uh, someone in Ireland who's in the government and she's saying, you know, Ireland's under lockdown and she goes, we don't know what to do here. What is really the path forward? And if we really think about it, the real path forward um, is what I laid out in the plan to President Trump, which is really, first of all, treating people as individuals, at least groups of people, the people who have COVID-19, and we should talk about that, the so-called tests. The other group is people are immunocompromised, people are critically ill, and then the people like most of us are pretty healthy and we have reasonably good immune systems and uh, I think what people are afraid to answer your first question Peters people are fundamentally afraid that I may be blowing the lid off one of the biggest hoaxes that modern science has been doing for probably the last 50 years in fact it goes back a long time but over the last 50 to 60 years we have convinced people because of their own ignorance of the immune system that your immune system is so weak that the only way to protect yourself is through vaccines and drugs and medication. And that lie is based on this understanding that your immune system is weak and that you need, uh, and that these diseases that we get are natural diseases, so obesity, heart disease, that these are natural occurrences, that they can't uh, really be prevented, it, prevented uh, through proper nutrition and diet. They don't want to know that because what we're talking about, one V, which is vitamins and nutrition, versus the other, their V, which is vaccines. And, and for critically uh, critical people, we're talking about uh, ventilators. So they want to take the critically ill, sell the hospital's ventilators, put them on ventilators. And if you really think about it, the data by their own admission, 80 to 90, uh, 80 to 90 percent of the people are going to die. There's only a 10 percent chance if you're in that critically ill stage are you going to actually survive? So instead of addressing the fundamental issues of the cytokine storm, the overreactive immune system, that it is our immune system which attacks us, that is a fundamental scientific truth here. So instead of talking about that, their goal is to divert this, that it is this boogeyman virus that comes and attacks you. They create tests which are really inconclusive. No one knows what the numerator is. 
No one knows what the denominator is. And a result of that, using that manipulation, you can now lock down people and using that lockdown model, you can destroy economies. As I understand, be it in Poland, anywhere, these economies all over the world are being destroyed. So now if you're an individual, you know, I think in the United States, I think uh, 16 million jobs have been lost, 16 million. And if, if that's what's yeah. occurring, if you're an individual and you said, oh my God, jobs are being lost. Will I be able to have money to pay my rent? And then on top of that, oh my God, this virus can kill me. So now you're under fear. One fear of that you may not have enough food, another fear that uh, this virus is gonna kill you. Based on those two fears, and by the way, you're socially isolated, right? You can't talk to your friends. If you had some loved one go to a hospital, you can't even see them. And because of that social isolation, because of the quarantining, because of this fear, which by the way, hurts your immune system even more, then they're able to now use that fear and manipulate you even further. That manipulation involves, you know what? Uh, you should be okay if you get a chip in you. You should be okay if you have to carry around a vaccine card because that's gonna be the only way that we're gonna let you go drive your car, go to school, go to work, go to the gym, etc. So this entire thing has really two parts, which is one is to create a surveillance state top down, and the other is to mandate vaccines. So pharmaceutical companies, by the way, which are failing, can renew their profit. That's what this is about. And Peter, what I'm doing is basically telling the scientific truth, which is, hey, let's talk about immune health. And instead of talking about immune health, you have very, very criminal people, people like Fauci, people like Bill Gates, who has no degrees in biology, and everyone asks me, right? No, people should go ask Bill Gates, did he invent DOS? What experience does he have? When his entire career has been grown up with a silver spoon with his parents, who fed him everything, he had everything laid out for him, he's never really had to work that hard. So here's a guy who's part of the global elite who is now telling us, who has no degrees in biology, no degrees in any of this, who's now telling all of us how we should all be vaccinated. And by the way, he doesn't pay taxes, right? He's got the Gates Foundation, which takes billions of dollars out of the US economy, puts it in his family foundation, and is using that fundamentally to direct world policy. So you have a set of people who don't even play by the same rules you and I have to. They don't have to work. They don't have to pay taxes. In fact, I'm sure they make sure they eat organic, clean food for their kids. But for the rest of us, genetically engineered foods, vaccines, pesticides, etc. That's what's happening, Peter. That's why they're afraid, because they don't want someone like me with all the credentials telling the truth. Mm -hmm. Doctor, uh, the thing is, uh, how you describe situation of the outbreak now? If you have to look the, if you have to describe it um, in United States and the whole world, you think uh, it's getting better or is, or, or is going to get worse? Yeah. So the question is, is it getting better or is it getting worse? To people on Instagram, I'm trying to share with you what we're doing. Um, well, is it getting or getting worse? Well, first of all, we don't even know what the numerator and the denominator are in this equation. We don't really know what the numerator and the denominator are. What I mean by that is, if you look at the COVID-19 test, let's say that's the numerator, how many people have been infected, right, or have it, and um, or how many people are dying, and how many people on the denominator have it, okay? First of all, what is the coronavirus? The coronavirus is actually a quite a common virus. Probably nearly everyone on the planet has some nucleotide base sequence uh, of that virus in them. So what do I mean by that? 
If you take a virus, consider there's a ball. Inside of that is a nucleic acids. Those nucleic acids uh, define the kind of virus. So when, it, when that ball with has little spikes on it lands on a cell, what it's trying to do is it's trying to inject, it's trying to first of all become part of your cellular machinery and that ball opens up and the RNA, the, ribo, the, the nucleic acid leaves and it uses that blueprint of that nucleic acid using your own cellular machinery to try to replicate itself. This is called virus replication. And that virus replication process uses your cell as a host to take advantage of itself, okay? Now, there are many, many, many coronaviruses. In fact, it's one of the most common coronaviruses. The novel coronavirus, which is what they're talking about this, or SARS, or MERS, these are you know, viruses um, that uh, uh, supposedly cause acute respiratory, you know, serious re respiratory dysfunction. Now, the problem is this. How are you testing that you have this particular coronavirus? Well, they use what's called polymerase chain reaction, PCR, where they get some of the, the virus components. By the way, we have all sorts of viruses in ourselves, and then they amplify it, which means magnify that virus load, which means they could even take a little bit of it that somewhere you have of some coronavirus, and then they are amplifying it. And remember, when they amplify it, uh, you're taking something small and replicating it, you're and that amplification might lead to a piece of a nucleotide, which could be in any part, any type of coronavirus, including that one. So we don't really know who even has a coronavirus, okay? That's one of the important points here, particularly through the PCR tests. The whole test can give definitively a false positive. And by the way, many of the academics know this, and if you notice, none of them are saying anything because they want to promote the narrative that that numerator is growing and growing and people are dying. I'm sorry, the, the, the denominator is growing. But the truth is, probably everyone listening here probably has a little bit of the nucleotide base sequence of, of that virus, okay? Of the coronavirus broadly. And a little piece of that may from, from, uh, from, uh, be from this virus, but, but, but it also may be from other viruses. So I think the key thing to understand is when you look at the science, we don't know what the numerator is and we don't know what the denominator is, but more importantly, the people that are dying, when they come into the, Peter, when they come into the, um, uh, by the way, anyone logging in right now, I'm, I'm, I'm doing an interview with Polish TV. They did a video. Peter, it went out to what? Four million people? Was that right? Yeah, around it, yeah. Yeah, it went to, it went well, to even four. more, but we cannot, yeah, we let cannot me bring... really specify because it was, like I said, after 2.5 million was removed from Polish YouTube, so. Yeah, so Peter and I did an interview last time. First, uh, it was one of the first international interviews I've done. It went viral all over Polish TV. Uh, and then apparently, uh, we don't understand why, uh, YouTube unfortunately took it down, but people started sharing it on their own, which went to around, uh, Peter believes, at least about four million people. But he said people all over the streets in Warsaw were stopping him. But fundamentally, the issue is we don't know what the numerator is, we don't know what the denominator is. And people coming into the emergency rooms, when they come in there, with these symptoms, first of all, the test that's being done, it takes sometimes a short time, sometimes a long time. The hospitals are being incentivized through money to label things as COVID-19. They're being incentivized to buy ventilators and put it, being put on a ventilator is a death sentence. And those people get put on ventilators, those people, let's say they have the quote unquote COVID-19, many of these people, 90 plus percent, had some other pre-existing condition, either diabetes, or you know obesity issues, heart issues, they were smokers, etc. 
But after they get come to that hospital and they're stamped as COVID-19, the entire history is being erased. So we, so to answer your question, Peter, we don't know. The, the, the books are being unfortunately cooked. That's what's actually going on here. And unfortunately, we're killing these people on ventilators, as I put in my last video recently. You know, if people need to be put on these ventilators, oxygen is one thing, providing people oxygen, but putting them on these high pressure ventilators where you're pushing down pressure down to these alveoli, which are already under the cytokine storm. It's basically you're destroying these people. As you know, some of the uh, emergency room doctors have talked about this. What is actually going on? And I have an explanation for it as a biological engineering systems guy. So I can't really answer your question because we don't really know what the numbers are. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you about terror of conspiracy here. Uh, a lot of people in Poland even asked me uh, to ask you this question. Do you think there's any link between uh, uh, this coronavirus outbreak and just to removal or eliminate all the old people from our society? Yes, yeah, so, so Peter's question is, is there a desire to remove old people from our society? You know, when this first came out, it's a very interesting question. When this first came out, um, you started looking uh, at what, uh, look, for, first of all, around 22,000 people in the United States, uh, upwards of 60,000 people die of the flu each year, okay? That's just, and most of those people who die are typically the immunocompromised, typically elderly people, etc. In this case, you have a number of older people and people are immunocompromised dying. I hope that's clear. Uh, even in any flu, you, the immunocompromised are people who are dying. So I don't know if we could make that um, because we don't have a baseline to know when we didn't have any type of flu and we had something like this. Do you follow what I'm saying? However, uh, it does seem quite unfortunate when elderly people are coming in and they have these symptoms, there's a deep, deep incentive to put people on ventilators, Peter, right? These yeah. ventilators, because you're saying that this, is, this coronavirus can, can do this, they have breathing problems. So there is some motive. Uh, we do know that the hospitals and the administrators and the ventilator companies are making ventilators like crazy and it's a big opportunity for people to make a lot of money selling ventilators. You know, vitamin C, the, the, the solution before you start putting people on ventilators is why don't we clear out their lungs, stop that cytokine storm and start using something called vitamin C, ascorbic acid, which has been used for a long time. You know, in my letter to the president, I'd recommended for a short period of time, initially the first day, a very high dosage, and then people could taper off to really support the immune system. And vitamin C has been proven for many, many, many years, you know, probably close to 100 years, the value of it in intensive care and in the you know critical condition. So it's really unfortunate. The other thing to everyone listening, I want to talk about is remember, uh, Peter. I assume in uh, Poland, maybe you can tell us what's going on there, what they're doing to the people in Poland. Are they isolating them? Uh, because I want to talk a little bit about the social isolation. What is actually yeah, going yeah, on in Poland? Yeah, they isolated people. They forced us. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, if you want to know about Poland, they isolate people, um, they put us, uh, we have, a, you know, most of the people in Poland are Catholics, Christian Catholics, yeah, Roman Catholics, and now we have time of Easter, so that's the most important holidays in the Catholic Church. So what they're doing, they forbidden us to go to church, they keep us in locked down in, uh, in houses or flats, 
uh, they keep uh, they even if somebody is going out for shopping or whatever the police is giving you uh, penalties and stuff um, so it's like it turns into pol uh, police state now in Poland yeah what that's do you think it. about that yeah, so, so what Peter just shared with us, by the way, Peter's from Poland, which, uh, Peter's doing an interview for the number one independent Polish TV station. What Peter's sharing is, in Poland there's a lockdown. A majority of people in Poland are Catholics, right, Peter? So people can't even go to church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the United States, what's going on, Peter, is um, there was a pastor in down in Texas, a good friend of mine, uh, Dr. Hotzi, is filing a lawsuit. I'm the expert witness on that lawsuit because a pastor in Poland he still wanted to have his church service because it's the right to assemble by the First Amendment. And, you know, obviously they're being prudent if people are really sick, you know, you keep them away. But healthy people, his idea was let's have fellowship. Now, think about this. In 1988, which I've talked about before, there was one of the most important landmark studies talking about the importance of um, relationships, community, okay? and. Many people may not know this, but if you ask people, well, I, everyone wants to live long, right? Everyone wants to have a long, healthy life. So one of the research that was done was, how do you have a long, healthy life, right? What, is the, what are the reasons that you live long? Well, it turns out the number one reason, the number one reason, Peter, that people live long and have a healthy life is not because of, frankly, eating food or vitamins. Did you know that? The number one reason that people live long, number one, is community, that you have good friends, that you feel secure, because they have found many, many people who smoke and drink or what you may think is unhealthy lifestyles. And some of these people are living to 90, 100, you know, old age, very old age, very happy. So it turns out one of the reasons we really live long, number one reason is uh, where we have friendship, where we have community, where we go to our gatherings like churches, right? You meet people. That's number one. In fact, they found out when you socially isolate people, when you don't give people access to other human beings, when you don't give people access to other uh, people in these very, very important ways that people interconnect, what really happens is that you actually hurt the immune system. And listen very carefully. This is what's so screwed up with this quarantining and social isolation, stupid idiots like Fauci and these very unfortunate people who don't understand, frankly, the molecular system, it turns out when you socially isolate people, and some people are more prone to this, people who have depression, especially in the winter time where we're transitioning, is that, so, that social isolation, the work of Stephen Cole, great paper published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, uh, almost a decade ago, clearly shows that social isolation leads to down-regulation, which means you produce less important nutrients and proteins in your old body to support antiviral activity. And you increase things that support inflammatory activity. So you're creating inflammation in your body through social, uh, social isolation, and you decrease viral activity, which means you're increasing viral infection. So just think about that. And yeah, we think about it, sir, doctor, because I have a one question to just you just said about it. Yes. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. You know, in the history of Polish people, in the history of Polish people, we've been fighting a lot of enemies. Last time was a communism. And the churches and our faith was the like a beacon of our hope, like a place when we could gather socializing each other and getting strength from that. Now, 
they took away from us this. When we have a, this epidemic, when we have this outbreak, they took away this chance to get it together and getting like, you know, stronger together. What do you think about that? Yeah, so, 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 so Peter, it basically points to the research. What the research shows, again, in multiple studies, and in fact, the Stephen Cole study showed at the genetic level that when you take, uh, when you isolate people, and they did it with humans, and they did it with monkeys, okay? And when you isolate people at the genetic level through gene expression, your body does not generate the, uh, the uh, compounds which lower, which support antiviral activity. You follow what I'm saying? Your body has the ability, yeah. it's, a, it's a chemical factory. It generates powerful uh, chemicals, pharmaceuticals, your own body does, against viruses. And so when you are socially isolated, you reduce those number of antiviral particles and you increase inflammatory particles. Your body actually creates inflammation. So think, and, and moreover, social isolation, the detriment that the landmark study in 1988 showed was, it is more detrimental, and listen to this, more detrimental than heart disease, than, than high blood pressure, more detrimental than obesity, more detrimental than smoking. You follow what I'm saying? So social isolation at the genetic, at the molecular level is more detrimental than smoking, more detrimental than high blood pressure, more detrimental than obesity. And by the way, those three things that I just said, those three things are the pre-existing conditions when people start having, um, uh, you know, when people are having to go to the hospital when they get in critical care. This is even more than that. So what are you doing? Your loved one is now being isolated. Let's say they're sick. You can't go see them. You're isolated. So they're, God knows what kind of care that they're getting, even though we have very good medical workers who are trying. Many of them, by the way, the med many of the nurses and medical workers are also getting afraid. So many of these people are being put in hospitals, just on an intubator, and then their loved ones are at home so concerned, that's even causing even more open to inf infection because you're lowering the immune system. So this is something that stupid people like Fauci are not understanding and idiots like Gates who basically cares about, uh, who by the way has no biology training, no training in engineering, biological engineering, and he's the uh, guy that is trying to dictate a policy, bi biology health policy for the world. Why? Because he has a lot of money that he made from actually stealing someone else's invention, DOS, and then flipping it and selling it. That's what's really going on. We have a situation in the world now, a small set of people want power, profit, and control. Fear, fake science, phar pharmaceuticals, and now we're heading towards fascism. By, and, and everything I'm saying, you know, I'm saying this in, in, in not any type of hyperbole, not any type of exaggeration, but it's a reality that's taking place. You have Apple and Google who just said that they're gonna start using the iPhone to help you track who has the infection. So you have Google and Apple, they've joined it, CDC and WHO. So you have essentially the biggest elites in Silicon Valley coming together to basically make us prisoners in, in a world where we will be watched, controlled, and then using this fear of the virus, they're gonna control particularly those people who maybe want to dissent, Peter, particularly those people who don't want to fall in line. It's a great way to find those people. So, doctor, you're saying that uh, fear manga is the most dangerous factor in the whole epidemic, in the whole outbreak. Yeah, I, I, th I think you're, you're bringing up a, uh, 
uh, you're bringing up a very good point. You know, it's fear mongering. That's what Peter, it's fear mongering and social isolation. What do you do to, you know, a lot of prisoners, right? Do you know even prisoners, um, at least they have other prisoners to be with, okay? <laughs> right? Um, but now we're all prisoners with maybe two or three people. Um, in the United States right now, if you're a daughter and you go to see your mother in another state, there are neighbors calling other the police up and saying, oh, this woman is visiting. So not allowing a child to even go visit or putting her in danger that she may be thrown in jail or she may have to leave. This is the kind of stuff, there's a video out there of a guy who chooses not to wear a mask and the police are actually going to bus and ripping him out. What kind of country are we creating? We're essentially trashing the, the religious right to for people to get together. We're trashing the First Amendment. And this is how fascism occurs. It's always occurred in human history. And it's occurred at times when people least expect it. When people have some amazing enemy, in this case it's a quote-unquote invisible enemy, and are willing to give up all their rights and their freedoms. So I think what happened in, in Poland, Peter, I think uh, in closing, what you're sharing with is quite extraordinary. Here was a video, which was an educational video, right? We really talked about the immune yeah. system. We didn't really talk about uh, anything else but the immune system and interconnecting the dots. Why is that being taken down in Poland? I mean, it's, it's quite extraordinary. Why, why do you think, Peter? Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because you told the truth. Simple. You combine all the truth in one interview and you just said it what is going on because people been quite confused in the beginning but now they start asking questions yeah because for example they they put us in uh, houses they keep us locked down in Poland but you know how many victims we have I mean I'm talking about death in Poland since the outbreak started in Poland more than hundred so it means nothing so it's not an epidemic it's not an outbreak but the government is still telling us that is epidemic is outbreak what do you think about that? Well, I think I've said enough. I think everyone here will pretty much agree. This thing is, as I said in my first tweet that really started all this back in March. And doctor, just one thing more, yeah. one thing more. And I hear about the story in the United States that the people put false uh, death uh, reasons in a death certificates. Now the senator said it, yeah? Life in the Yes, so, so look. So one you know what I mean? One of the things we need to understand is the entire hospital establishment in the United States, and to everyone listening here in the United States needs to understand this. Those, I, I don't know about Polish hospitals, but I do know friends of mine who are in Italy. Uh, one of the things one of my colleagues that I used to work at MIT said, you do not, you do not want to get stuck in an Italian hospital, okay? You do not because, uh, in fact, if you look several years ago, 20, 40,000 people died of the flu there the last two years before this. And, you know, uh, the hospital conditions in the United States are 440,000 people die of medical errors. Forget even COVID, et cetera. You walk into a hospital, I think in London, in the United States, uh, or in England and here, you have a two out of five, up to three out of five chance, 40 to 60% chance when you go into a hospital, you're going to come up with some other infection. This is not about coronavirus. This is not about any other flu. You walk into a hospital, you have a, a 40 to 60% chance, and you can read about this, you'll come up with some other infection. 440,000 people minimum go into a hospital with medical errors and they die. 
and nearly about 200,000 people in the U.S. hospitals go with prescription errors, uh, drug errors, and they die. And forget about the 1.9 million people who enter U.S. hospitals who are hospitalized for some type of drug issue. So what we're talking about is more people, you know, hundreds of times more people per day are dying from medical errors, prescription errors, and the fact people are getting infected when they go to a hospital because of the procedures that, that can take place. So if you don't get it by now, which I, I'm sure most of people are getting it, this entire thing is brought to you by the deep state, all of it. And it's brought to you at a time in history where people are starting to wake up all over the world. All over the world, people are being, they're realizing, wait a minute, I don't want my child to get dirty air, dirty water, dirty food. I want my child to be healthy. Everyone is starting to read and they're recognizing, wow, I want to understand my body as a system, right? I want to understand how to make myself healthy. People are recognizing clean air, clean water, clean food, you know, vitamins and minerals. That movement is already taking off. Pharmaceutical companies are actually losing. People don't want to take these drugs. Sanofi's diabetes drug, a friend of mine told me, Roby Mitchell and cardiovascular drugs are going down. So they're failing and they're losing. We have all over the world, people are starting to dissent, Peter. You have protests that were